Good morning, LBC Radio. My name is Corey Rosen, and you're listening to The Story Podcast. Today, I have on a super awesome guest, but before that, we have some merchandise. If you'd like to buy some stickers, you can grab some stickers. And we have a hoodie coming out with the logo on the front and the first 50 guests on the back. And that includes today's guest, Alyssa Crook. Alyssa got her start in the EPAC Kids for Kids production, The Jungle Book, as Ka the Snake at the early age of eight. So you could say she caught the bug early on. She grew up performing on the stages of EPAC, Rainbow Dinner Theater, American Music Theater, and the Dutch Apple. Recently graduated from Muhlenberg College with a double major in theater and English. Alyssa is currently working this season in the new entertainment department at the Strasbourg Railroad in various roles, including that of the company's fight captain. You can find Alyssa and her work at on her Instagram at underscore Alyssa Crook. That's C R O O K underscore. And you can find her at a website, AlyssaCrookTalent.com. Alyssa, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I nailed those pronunciations. You did. You got them perfectly. I don't know what you were worried about. Oh, well, you see, it's just, it's just a talent of mine. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It is not absolutely. <laughs> Anyone, any any guest that's come on here before, like, shut up. <laughs> you struggled so. I struggle. Uh, there was uh, anyone who has like a bunch of names to list out. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Just names after names. Names after names, and it's like all the pronunciations you would never ever think of. Like yeah. we we had this conversation about Strasbourg or Strasbourg. Yeah. Uh, everyone calls it. You know, people in Lancaster get get riled up when people say Lancaster Esther instead of Lancaster. Yeah, right. And that, it, but it's Strasburg instead of Strasburg. Yeah, it's that Pennsylvania Dutchy. Pennsylvania Dutchy thing. Yeah, that's so interesting. So, what got you inspired to do music? You you were in the Kids for Kids program at age eight. What what was it for you that got you inspired into to musical theater? So, the very I think the very first thing was. I was four. I went to see the Nutcracker, the ballet, Tchaikovsky piece. Um, And I looked at my mom and I was like, I want to do that. So she put me in dance classes and I did the Nutcracker. So from very early on, I was just constantly with the music and movement. That's just always been part of my Mm. life. And then a dance teacher I had was like, "You you should maybe do this. (laughs) <laughs> so she told me to audition for The Jungle Book, and I did. And I just, from that moment, I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is it. This is the thing. Yeah, that's awesome. So what was it like to dance as, like, a, a four- or five-year-old? Probably not good. Probably. <laughs> but, yeah. Good enough for them to say, you can do this. Exactly. Good enough for them to be like, you can walk on stage, carry this. I was an angel in the Nutcracker. Ah. So I carried a little LED candle on stage. And then I did a little twirl and I walked off stage. And that so, was, uh, that no. was your extent. <laughs> That's the extent of my four-year-old performing experience. That's what I've seen in Nutcracker. They, they do some insane things in the Nutcracker. Yes, they do. Have you ever uh, done any of those more insane things? Um, I did the... He has his own studio now, Victor Yulowen. Mm. He's a ballet teacher in the area. Um, but before... It was his studio. It was the Lancaster School of Ballet, and he would choreograph the Nutcracker for them every Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I did it until I was like 12 or 13. So I did 
everything in that music that that ballet you can that isn't on point. <laughs> isn't on point. Yeah. So I yeah I did it all. And for those who don't know, on point is when you're on like your tiptoes, right? Yes. Yeah. I have the excruciating hard thing. They so. I, I, I struck a nerve. I could not to throw <laughs> anyone under the bus. I don't know, <laughs> but um, when I started point at Lancaster School of Ballet. They wanted us to soak our feet in pickling spice to toughen them. I didn't do that. <laughs> but they expected some insane things for you to do to your body in order to do it. And I have very weak ankles. Mm. So I did it for like two years. And then I sprained my ankle pretty badly. And I was like, yeah, we're done. We're done. Yeah, I'm sure on point isn't for everybody. No. 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 I, I see some I see some of the, the dances, the dancers. And they're like. It looks uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it gets to a point where you kind of can just, like... Do it. Yeah, ignore the pain. But then you're done, and then you take them off, and you're like, oh, ow. Oh, ow. <laughs> oh, that oh, hurts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. That's <laughs> pain. It was like me walking around. Did you ever go to Roots and Blues this past weekend? I did not. Oh, my gosh. You missed out. Uh, for those who don't know, Roots and Blues is one of the, is one of the coolest. Uh, now I can officially say it because I played at Roots and Blues. Ooh, okay. Uh, not really. I just went on an, a jam session, so I technically played. Technically, technically. You played there. I did. I did. I did. It counts. It counts. <clears throat> but uh, so it's this uh, weekend. This past weekend, uh, Friday to Sunday, um, a little bit of Friday, but not all of Friday. But it's it's uh, it's performances all around the city. So Telus, the Holiday Inn. The Marriott, uh, the Convention Center, uh, the Village, and I th- the Elks Lodge was also there, and Zotropolis was also a part of it. There's performances going on all day at all of these different ven- venues, and it's all based on like roots and like blues. So it's like all festival, all uh, folk music, all uh, like jazz, blues, all citywide. So there's like big brass bands, and there's like like there's trumpets and sousaphones everywhere. And yeah, yeah, it That's was so cool. It was amazing, and uh, I, I doing this podcast. I wanted to hit every single one of them, so I'm <laughs> sat here trying to figure out, okay, how can I catch the end part of every single set ever here? How can I clone myself? How can exactly? <laughs> how can I be at multiple places at once and grab grab the uh, cards of every single person here? Who's there? So, I, well, because most of them are local. Okay. So they're like local enough to draw in a big crowd, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, then you got your big names, which I would also like to have on. Of course. Um. So I ha- I was busy all weekend running around all the all the different places, and oh my gosh, am I realize how unfit I am? <laughs> <laughs> that nothing will get you like when you're in the moment and you're like, I gotta go, I gotta. Ooh. Why am I windy? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and not to mention it's like 80-something degrees outside, and I'm like, why am I so... Oh, that's why. That's was... It was so hot this weekend. It was It was really hot. Um, most people... It's I, Whoever likes the 80-degree weather, you're you're insane. Just want to point that out. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Oh. Especially with the humidity around here. It's oppressive. It, it is. It's oppressive. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> It is. You're right. It, 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 oh my goodness. Anyway, back to your career. <laughs> okay. We can talk about the oppressiveness of Lancaster heat more. Well, listen, it's, it's only goes so far. That's true. Because then, then we have to talk about the oppressiveness of the cold as well. 
That is true. It gets rigid. I ra- I'd rather the cold than the heat any day. Yeah, I'd rather put more layers on. Because there's only so much you can take off. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and that's socially acceptable. Also true. <laughs> so, uh, um, growing up, you did Ka. What was that uh, like for you? That's like a lead role in the Jungle Book, isn't it? Yes. It's, he's like the, because, not Bagheera, that's the panther. Shere Khan Shere is the Khan, main yeah. bad guy, right. that tiger, who then caused like a little henchman sidekick. Yeah, because he he's he's a bigger character in the musical than he is in the in the like movie, right? Eh. Yeah. Not really. Oh, they're not. He, like, I am mistaken. He like comes on, sings his little hypnosis song, and then, and then is, out. is done. Oh, but so like, it is like the like the book. Yeah. Okay. But like I got thrown into a bunch of like group numbers. They're like, sure, let's put a snake in here. <laughs> Let's put a snake in there. What was the costume like? So it was eight girls. Eight. Yep, eight of us. Or was it? I think it was eight. Was it six? There was a lot of young girls, and we all had black leotards with like skate snake skin fabric, like draped over us, and then we all had hula hoops that we looped around each other to make like segments. Gotcha. So when we moved, it was like we were all connected like a snake. That seems. Very coordinated for young people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we had to do choreography with the hula hoops, and it never it never timed out. Like, we'd do, like, jump rope with the hula hoops, and somebody was always behind someone else. Does anybody ever trip and fall on stage? So, at the end of the number, we all put our hula hoops around the kid that was playing Mowgli, mm. and we would pretend to, like, pull like we were constricting him. Yeah. And there was one day we got him so low on his legs, we lifted him up, and then he fell. <laughs> the poor kid. <laughs> and, of course, the adult in the room was like, no, 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 no. We can't do that again. Right. But, yeah, we just, we pulled to everybody just in different directions, like, <laughs> and he just, he lifted off yeah. the ground. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those moments in the moment, you're like, <gasps> But now you're looking back at it, that was hilarious. Yeah, in hindsight, it's so funny. You know, as an eight-year-old, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, yeah, right, right, like, oops. Oops. That wasn't me, it was the other it was, seven girls. It was girls. the <laughs> other seven girls. It wasn't me, I'm the lead here. Yeah, I'm, unfortunately, it was not my, not unfortunately, fortunately, it was not my. You <laughs> like, unfortunately, I did do it. Yes, unfortunately. If I had, it would have been worse. If I had, you would know. Yeah. <laughs> So what was your uh, movement from there? From there, I did, I did EPACs, Kids for Kids, almost every Christmas until I was 14, 15. So I did like Susical and mm. Beauty and the Beast and Bugsy Malone. That was a fun show. What's Bugsy Malone about? It's about, so the kids version is different than like, Actual Bugsy Malone. Right. Yeah. Um, So Bugsy Malone is a gangster. Yeah, who gets involved. Like, he falls in love with this girl who's like a jazz singer in a club. Um, I played a flapper in Mm -hmm. the club. So I just, you know, got to have. It was very good music. Like I'm sure. It's a good show. But, yeah, instead of the bad guy selling guns, he makes pies. He makes pies and sells pies? Yeah, and everybody, 
when they, we would have fights, everybody would shoot each other with silly string instead of weapons. I mean, that's fun. It was fun. I'm sure a lot of very chaotic. It was very chaotic. Hard to stay in character. Eh. eh. I was so young, there was no character. Put your hands up. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh that's fun. It was, it was really fun. Have you ever seen the, the actual, like, version of the show? No? Nope. Nope. Because <laughs> I don't want it soiled. For me, it's right, just about it's fair, gangsters yeah. selling pies. That, that, is, that is a dream, isn't it? It's such a dream. I want to be a gangster selling, selling a pie. pie. It's honestly life goals to be right, a gangster it's, selling, it's selling pies. pies. It's like Albert Costello. Hey, you want some pie? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. So... <clears throat> Did you go into high school and start doing uh, theater as well? I did. So, um, I did, was that my freshman year of high school? My freshman year of high school, I only did our play mm. because I was doing Beauty and the Beast at EPAC during our musical. And then the following three years, I did all the shows. So okay. Our musicals were all shook up. Which is all Elvis Presley music. Okay. Which was phenomenal. And now I'm a big fan of Elvis because I was put in a situation where I had to was, learn his repertoire. Did you see his movie? I did see his movie. What do you think? I really liked it. Yeah? I yeah. haven't seen it yet. I like Boz Lerman as just a filmmaker. So, and I love teen heartthrob Austin Butler. Mm. So I was very excited to see the movie. And then, first of all, his singing. Is impeccable. Yeah. Like, for a for the briefest of moments, I was like, oh, so they just they're just dubbing oh, songs, yeah. Elvis over him, and then I realized I was like, oh no no no, he's singing, and the impression is very good. Wow. Yeah, I was, and his singing is also very good. That's what I thought when I saw Elton John when it's uh <gasps> oh what's oh, what his, his name? Yeah, I know, I know. What's his name? Tor- it's not Tor- Terrence. 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 Terrence something. Yeah. Eggy is the only thing in my head from Kingsman. Right, well, <laughs> but it's not his name. He's, he's like the gorilla from Sam. <laughs> that, yeah. Do you know that's how we got the gig at Alan John? Really? Uh, yeah, he. That's in. Uh, that's that's how he got the gig to be Alan John in the movie was from that performance on Sing. As the gorilla. As the gorilla singing I'm, or uh, whatever song Alan Johnny sang. Uh, it was I'm still standing. I think. He's yeah, saying, it was yeah. I'm still standing. Uh, and 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 sing. That's how he got. And he went on tour with Elton John and start and did duets with them. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I love that. I know. I well, I just love Elton John. That's I'm I'm a gigantic fan geek over him. Yeah. But uh, that's so that's Elvis Presley, right? Al Shook up. Yeah. That's it, is it basically like a a life story of him as as well or no? So it's actually. The Shakespeare show, Twelfth Night. Oh, adapted with Elvis music. <laughs> it sounds it sounds nonsensical. I understand. It's, it's, you're telling me uh, it's it's kind of like like West Side Story where it's like the Romeo and Juliet put into modern day. Yes, so it's like set in this little small town, and this girl Natalie's a mechanic. And this roving roustabout named Chad rolls into town. Of course his name is Chad. His name is, of course his name is Chad. And everybody in town is like, oh my gosh, Chad's so cute. We love Chad. Oh my goodness. Um, well, the show starts with, with 
Jailhouse Rock. He gets out of prison. And he's like, I'm going. Um, it's kind of like Bye Bye Birdie, almost. It's very Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. And then he comes into town. And he's like, come on, everybody. Let's dance. Let's have fun. Um, it's also like Footloose. <laughs> it's also, well, my character was the mayor, and I was like, nobody can dance. You're all. <laughs> so it's Bye Bye Birdie and Footloose, and Footloose together. together. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was like, no one can dance. This is terrible. You're all depraved. Um, and so everybody, like, falls in love with the wrong person. Right, of course. And lead Natalie, she dresses up as a boy to get closer to Chad. And then he's like, he's in love with this one character. Chad's in love with this one character, Sandra. But then he's like, do I love Ed, who's Natalie in disguise? <laughs> and so then he's like, I don't know what's happening. Um, and it's it's such a fun show. It's so good. It sounds like something I've had to see that one. And if you can listen to the cast recording, the original Broadway cast recording of Can't Help Falling in Love, it's so good. Mm. It's like that song is beautiful. Uh, yes. And then the arrangement they did of it in the show is just chef's kiss. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so, because, you know, I don't like Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't that's see why not. I don't know why anyone would dislike Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> it's a lot. It is a lot, but I love Footloose. <laughs> Footloose is great. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'll have to trick up all trick up. It's it's fun, and it's again, it's Elvis music. So there's right, exactly. Yeah, but it, that can be a good thing and a bad thing. That is also true. So you know, <laughs> that I mean, is also true. Um. So uh, what decide, What made it for you to go to college? For, or did you go to college for? I did. did. Yes, you did. Yeah. That's right. You double majored in theater and English. Yes. Of all things. You know, I you knew, know. <laughs> to make my parents happy, I needed a um. A real job. A real degree. A real degree. English, yeah. as someone who has it as a degree, it's not a real degree, but like it's a real degree, but like it will get me as much work as my theater degree does. Right. Right. Like, I can get jobs that pay me better with my English degree, but it's still like a humanities arts degree. Oh, really? Is it? Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, tell me what studying English is. <laughs> <laughs> so when I studied the English language, um, it was actually really easy at Muhlenberg. I think it's like 60% of the student body at Muhlenberg double majors. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they're really good with making sure double majoring is feasible for you i'll let you know that almost 90 percent of obviously double majors there you go because we have to get a bible degree oh <laughs> there you go fair 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 but still no yeah that's yeah, a good that's, percentage that's, uh, yeah, no well well because the 10 percent only get the bible degree gotcha right, i understand yeah, right. now <laughs> i was like how did they because it's, it's, it's what it's what you go to. Uh, so I went for music composition. Okay. So I, I had to do my music major plus the Bible degree. Gotcha. So everyone has to do the Bible degree unless they are doing the biblical studies degree. And then that's and then that's the all only they have degree. To do. Uh, that's all they have to do. Okay. So English. English, yes. You, um, English and theater were pretty easy to do together because a lot of my classes would count for both yeah i'm sure like yeah shakespeare and then like you know. exactly yeah i took like a shakespeare reproduced class yeah. and it counted for one of my um i'm forgetting what they called it but one of my like like extra extra classes extra for my classes. theater major and then it counted for my um reproductions modernist requirement for my english degree fair enough yeah so it was 
I was able to, if I planned it smartly, which my first two semesters I didn't because I was just like, I want to take class. (laughs) So instead of focusing on what I needed for my major, I just took what interested me, which was a mistake. And I Mm -hmm. do not recommend because my senior year sucked because I was trying to finish my requirements. But yeah, it was, and I went abroad for a semester, which Mm. was very nice because. Where'd you go abroad to? I went to Arezzo, Italy. So a non-English. A non-English speaking country. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing there counted for my English major, which luckily I was able to make work. Mm. I got a lot of my gen eds out of the way in Italy. Smart. Yeah, like. I took a philosophy of the arts class, so I got, like, a humanities requirement out of the way. Mm-hmm. I took Italian, obviously, so I got a language requirement out. I think, as opposed to English. As opposed to English, because that doesn't count as your language requirement, apparently. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, it also messed me up because I did Spanish in high school. Oh, yeah, and they're so similar. Those romance languages are not the same, but the same. Yeah, right. So I was like, I, for the first, like, two weeks in Italy, I was speaking Spanish to people. And then on fall break, I went to Barcelona, and I was speaking Italy to people. Italy, 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 Italian. <laughs> oh, my God. I was speaking Italian to people. And my friend I was traveling with, she had, because I was like, grazie. And she went, we're in Spain. And I was like, you're right, you're Sophia. Right. We are in Spain. However. However, I have been speaking Italian for two months. So I'm going to do it to anyone. It's just going to come out. I'm very sorry. Like, I had to consciously, like, before I spoke to people in Spain, I had to be like, stop, process, speak Spanish. (laughs) It was... That's incredible that you kept that Spanish in you for a while. Barely. Okay, barely. Like, I I survived in Spain. I didn't thrive. Right, right, right. No, that's exactly how how I am. It's like... Um, when I ever go to the Walmart and there's like Spanish spe- speaking people there, I'm like, process, bread, pan. <laughs> That's, yeah. Like when we would go to order at restaurants, I'd be like, remember how you do this in Spanish? Conjugate the verbs. Okay, go. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> so what was it? What was some of the biggest culture differences you saw in Spain? Or uh, Italy. In Italy? I, or Spain. Both. Both are not the U.S. You want to know my biggest problem with the Italian people? They don't put ice in their water. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. I would go to restaurants. First of all, you have to specify which water you want because it's either agua frizzante, which is like bubbly, like carbonated oh, like, water, or agua naturale, which is water. Which is <laughs> water. <laughs> so you'd have to specify which one you wanted. I made that mistake, and I don't like carbonated beverages, so mm-hmm. I was like, "This, I will never make this mistake again." Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, "There's no ice," <laughs> and every time we go to a restaurant, I'd be like, "Why is there no ice?" And then we all lived, took class in, and like ate everything in a one villa, like it was just one building. Oh wow! And like. I would just get my room temperature water from the faucet and be sad. And be sad. <laughs> but that was... It is probably... That's what's best for the voice, though. It is. Heard. It is. Unfortunately. Like, okay, if I'm singing, I can consciously make the choice to have room temperature or warm water. Right. But when I'm just living my life, I want, I want ice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
I want ice. But I mean, that's my biggest complaint about Italy. Really, that, I've well, heard some really big complaints about how everything is just tiny. Tiny. Like um, one of my friends, Kaz, uh, he went to Italy, and the the coffees he get were like just small. Oh, that is true. That is no, that's fair. I didn't, I didn't start drinking coffee till my senior year of college. Oh, okay. So I got out of the the coffee. I never, problem. I never got into coffee. I started drinking it because I needed it, not because I like it. Fair enough. I haven't hit that low point yet. That's fair. That's fair. I hope you don't get there. Probably will at some point. Maybe. I, I probably. But well, what, I, what I figured out is that a cold, like a cold bottle of water is going to wake me up way faster than any caffeine would ever do. That's fair. That's you know what true. I mean? Yeah. It's, it does the same. Yeah. It does the same. It shocks your body. Yeah, it does. Uh, in, in the best way possible, might I add. You know where that can't happen? Where? Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the ice? Where's the ice? Just take a dip in the Mediterranean. That's true. I did. So, Arezzo's in Tuscany, so it's not on the coast. Right, yeah. But I was able to, because the pub, sorry. <laughs> the public transport system, like just the infrastructure, really it's phenomenal. Yeah. I could just, well, you had to walk like, a mile to get into town from where I was, which I was so physically fit, my calf muscles were insane. But doing dancing for so long, yeah. That's also yeah. But you would just get into town and get on the train, and you could go anywhere in Italy. Anywhere in the in the uh, EU. Yeah. As well. I took a train from Paris to London. I went under the ocean. Right. Well, the English Channel, yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. It's the water. It's the water. It's the water. I went underwater. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I feel the same way about going, taking the tunnel to uh, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Yes. Like, I went under the ocean. I'm like, I'm underwater. I'm under the, I'm under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> that, they had this cool little app, too, on the train that I could download. It was for kids, but I did it. And, like, it would be like, you're under the English Channel. And then it would show you a bunch of different, like, species of fish and different things. Oh, that's things. cool, though. And, yeah, and you could, like, click on it, and it would tell you about it. And it was so cool. That's so cool. It, you know, I really love the fact that museums make stuff for kids. But, listen, adults are just big kids. Exactly. Exactly. I just want to be enthralled and entertained. Exactly. That's, that's literally the human experience, is it yeah, not? It is. It's to be enthralled and entertained. That's just, our, at our core, that's all we want. That's all we want. Yeah. Sports is just like tag for kids. You know what I mean? Yes. That's actually a really, that's a really good analogy. And I mean, that's what it is. And people get riled up for, for sports the same way we get riled up for tags or sharks and minnows as, as like kids. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh my goodness. Like, Pittsburgh Steelers! Or, or whoever. I'm a Steelers fan. I know that upsets a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, I am I not. I don't do sports ball. I am I not do. a fan of any Pennsylvania sports ball. Well, no, I'm a fan of the Phillies, but that's the only Pennsylvania sports ball. <gasps> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, I literally. I Because I get so enthralled with sports, I, I've decided, you know what? It's not worth me breaking my entire physique and emotional <laughs> stability over. That's that's healthy. No, it is. I, <laughs> what I that can, is is healthy. Well, I know, but people are like, how could you not get like? Listen, I if the if the Steelers are in the Super Bowl, I can't watch the Super Bowl because I will get, or I can't watch any sports because I will pick a side 
of who I want to win, and then I will get so mad with that they side. didn't win <laughs> with my my side that I I voluntarily chose and had no emotional pre- ties to no previous emotional ties to. I will get so mad that they lost, and I'm like, there's no point in me ruining my entire day. That's no, that's really fair. Right. I'm trying to think if and I I'll have... lose my voice as well because I, I I was a drum major in high school. So I would, uh, I was, I was always, and you know, going to the football games. You know, you want your high school to win, and you're just like, so you yell, you yell, and you, then you have to yell at the band as well to get them to get started. Yeah. Uh, and so I just lose my voice every single Friday. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I no, I feel that I can't scream. Mm. Like the second I start yelling, I'm like, oh, there we go. I can project. Projecting, but I, I'd argue projecting is different than yelling. It's so different. Yeah. No, I agree. My, cause yeah, when I yell, I can like feel my vocal cords just start like itching. Yeah, like rubbing. But like when you project, it just just comes out. It feels healthy. Yeah. It's wild to me how many people don't know how to project and they just yell. Yeah. I teach summer theater summer camp to children. And the amount of time I have to be like, that shrill thing you're doing. It's not good for you. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's all about, um, for those unmusically aware, <laughs> uh, it's your diaphragm. It's, it's, it's the difference between breathing uh, with your shoulders going up and uh, versus your tummy going out. I have right? a very funny story about breathing with your diaphragm. Go ahead. So I have asthma. <laughs> and That's hilarious. It's so funny. That's the joke. Um, so I was in voice lessons for a very long time before we realized I had asthma. But then I went to the doctors, and I was like, sometimes I have difficulty breathing. And she was like, okay, you have asthma. So you have to do this test every now and again so they can see, like, what severity your asthma is. Where Hmm. they, like, give you a little thing you hold in your hand, and it has a mouthpiece, and you blow into it. And then there's birthday candles on a screen. And you have to try to blow out all the birthday candles on the screen based on your breath. Um, It's strange. Yeah, it sounds... And when I was a kid, I kept thinking, like, I'm not using my diaphragm and my breath support. That's why I'm not blowing these candles out. So there was one day where the doctor was like, okay, do it. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. So I (laughs) breathed in with my diaphragm and I did it. And I did not get any. Well, not I got candles, but I did not get a lot. Mm. And I kept insisting that I do it with my diaphragm. And my doctor was finally like, can we just do it one time (laughs) where you just do, like like, a Big breath that's not the slow inhale with your diaphragm. Right. And I was like, okay. And then I blew out more candles that way. That's but, so interesting. Yeah, but as a child, I was like, no, no medical professional. No. <laughs> I need I to know. breathe with my diaphragm. My teacher told me that I need to breathe with my diaphragm, and that's how I get the most breath ever. Exactly. I was like, you want me to sustain this to blow out all those candles? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go forever? I can do that. You just need to let me breathe correctly. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So um, what was your theater experience like in college? It was vastly different than oh, growing sure. up. Yeah. Because, well, also I was so used to, I was very fortunate to get put into professional theater environments so early mm. with like Dutch Apple and AMT mm-hmm. and Rainbow. So I had a somewhat basis of you know going into it how things are different than they are in your high school theater department of course 
but at my school, there is no musical theater major. You major in theater, and then you double minor in dance and music. That's the track they put you on. But I double majored, and I tried to minor in dance, and then that didn't work with my schedule. (laughs) So I just double majored and then took voice lessons on the side, and I ended up having to audit a lot of my voice lesson slots, so I didn't even get credit for them. It's Mm. fine. It's fine. I'm sure. It all worked out in the end. Um, But Muhlenberg is... There's so much opportunity there, which is really nice, mm. because there's there's eight acapella groups. Yeah. That's a lot of acapella. It's a lot of acapella groups, and like they all have their own specializations, like the girls next door, all-female acapella, acapellas. <laughs> the kids next door. <laughs> right? Then there were the acapellas. Acapellas, yeah. All dudes. All dudes. Um, there were the dynamics. They just were like... You know, the acapella group. They got invited to all the like the school functions. Oh, uh, so, so they were like the top. They were the well. They were all a little pretentious, so nobody really wanted to go to their like for the students' performances. If you wanted to go somewhere fun, you went to see the acapellas. Well, yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I thought. Because yeah. all throughout my high school experience, it was the men's chorus that were the most fun. Oh yeah, they were. They did Meleke and Minky Maka uh, with like like the shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so good. It was takes his shirt off. That's so funny. The acapellas, their thing was they all wore flannels. Oh really? Yeah, they all looked like lumberjacks while they were singing. Um, but they would do like a Halloween concert. And they do it. We do a fundraiser, so they were all in costume. But then you could pay to pie a fella in the face as they were singing. It was phenomenal. I'm sure it was the best college experience. No, it, it, it's it's always funny to me where, uh, but uh, like the guys will do something really funny. But um, I'm curious why the girls don't. Do you have maybe in, any insight into that? Um, is it just that I just don't want to make a get up my makeup all pied up? That. Also, probably because, I don't know, I don't want to speak for the girls next door, but, like... Well, like, in your personal opinion. In my personal I opinion, I'd be kind of hesitant to just let somebody pay to come up on stage and assault me. <laughs> <laughs> I you guess, know? I, when you put it that way, I guess that's, that's fair. <laughs> like, somebody might just get a little carried away. That's fair. That would make me a little nervous. That's a, I guess that's fair. Probably... Probably that is a factor. Did you ever pie one of the fellas in the face? Absolutely, I did. <laughs> Absolutely, I pied a fella. Absolutely. Like, so many... I don't want to do it, but I would gladly... Oh, yeah. So many of my friends were fellas, and, like, granted, most semesters I was broke, so I didn't pie fellas. Right. But there were... Oh, my friend Chris, me and my roommate Lydia both bought pies, and we went up, and we... We got them on both sides with pies <laughs> because, yeah. And they keep just going on? Oh, of course. They just keep singing. <laughs> That's There's got to be some, I hope there's some video out there. Oh, absolutely there has to be. I want to see it. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, Snapchat was very large when I was right, in college. Right, of course. So then, like, the next morning, because. Yeah, right. You would just see would just all the see videos. all the videos of all the fellas getting pied. I wonder how it, it inhibited or encouraged their singing in one way or another. I mean. Depending on placement of the pie. Right, right. <laughs> you just can't. I, yeah, right, I guess, yeah. <laughs> was it just cream, like... Yeah, it was whipped cream whipped in a pie cream. tin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just... Right in the face. It was so, so good. That's so funny. 
It was phenomenal. I think that was the most fun any of the like the most fun thing any of the acapella groups did. Well, I mean, I mean, what what, what more do you want? Yeah, you know, you know? I want good music, and I want to pie my friends in the and face, I, and I want a funny performance too. Yeah, it's I mean that's 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 what it was like for the men's choir. I wish they had done something about it like that, but they were just always over the top, and which is, so good. which is so which is what theater and art should be. It's what it should be. It's what it should be. <laughs> I don't want to see the black dresses and the and the suits. I want to see Maliki Likimaka with with bras on the yes. men. It's what I want. <laughs> And then do the hula. Yes. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, like, sure. You and your lovely dress, you sound phenomenal. I enjoyed the product you're putting out. But where's the entertainment? <laughs> but I want a spectacle. <laughs> because also at Muhlenberg, with the way class schedules and rehearsal schedules for, like, the main stages worked out, you wouldn't be done till 11 p.m. Mm. So the acapella groups, and then we had what are called performance ensembles that did, like, improv or sketch comedy, things like that. Their performances wouldn't start until 11.15. So everybody's, you know, getting to the tired point. So you need to be engaged. You need to be engaged. I need something. I need a pie and somebody to be engaged. I need a fellow with a pie. <laughs> That's, but I mean, there are probably some really good acapella groups that just made beautiful music. And that is sure is engaging. I know yeah. uh, they, they did here, they, well, the acapella group here, they did a, uh, like a, a, a doo-wop. Ooh, okay. Like a doo wop acapella, and that was that was engaging. They didn't really do it. They just did like their snapping fingers, but still. Yeah, still. Hearing doo wop in here, like all that, all it's that so stuff. Cool. It's so cool, and it's like, I wish I were that talented to be a skinny doo wop doo wop. Just scatting everywhere. Bad in the wrong context. Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going, and, yeah, right, with with everyone else doing like harmonies and whatever, and I'm like, dude, that's insane. That is, that sounds so good. Yeah, it was awesome, and uh, just to just to have that ability to, uh, have your intonation correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and with yeah. everybody else, intonations being matching, correct, matching. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's uh, and people don't understand. Uh, everyone has a different timbre. Yes, and uh, you have to blend. If you have two people with different timbres, uh, think of it like that. How can I best explain this? There's some. <laughs> it's hard to explain to like yeah. a non music non music person. So you have a person who has a very wavy voice, and and that means vibrato galore, right? And then you have those Me. people who have naturally. Not vibrato voices, right? Yeah. And uh, those will, uh, or you have someone like me who's more nasally. Someone who's uh, different has a more chest voice. Yeah. More of a, a deep gravelly, like back in the throat, kind of like this almost. Um, and that's not where my voice sounds. <laughs> <laughs> my voice is all up here, especially because I, my, my sinuses are being attacked. But, <laughs> but um, if you put those two people together, it's going to sound awful yeah it's not gonna sound good you, if you and you st- step a few feet away you're gonna hear it it's gonna be bad yeah and you're gonna be like it's like uh hearing nails on a chalkboard almost so you have to mix and match people and this can go for this is why this is why they're there if you ever have a duo if you match them up with any other duo they're not gonna stop they're only a duo because they, they sound, sound good, good together. together yeah 
you can have a duo or a trio and have people just not sound good together because their their wavelengths interfere with each other. Uh, meaning like sound waves and inter- they interfere with each other and they cause weird feedback. Yeah. Uh, that you could actually hear and it's it's <laughs> it's incredible and it is awful at, at the, the same, same time. time. Me and one of my friends Noah. There are a couple times we've been able to, and I don't have like the, ugh, but we would sing a note together, and then, um, it would ha- we would have what we call what he told me was constructive interference. Yes. So we could hear like our waves kind of battling Flashing. each other. Yeah. And we both just were kind of like, "What is happening?" Yeah, because I mean, even when you're singing, you can feel it. Yeah. And when you're singing next to the person who has the weird weight. You have a weird, weird wavelength wave with. with, yeah, and you can hear, and you're like, yeah, and I was this like, is what is happening? What is here? going on? Yeah, th- yeah, that's and that's why uh, placement is so important in choirs. Yeah, it, don't think of placement in choirs as if oh, I'm first chair and second chair. That's not the reason at all. Yeah, it's because of who you're next to. And it's because of the wavelengths. So they, they they what they try to do is match the wavelength closest to whoever's next to you. And to make a better sound overall, it's not yeah. it's not because you're better or worse than whatever. Like I thought it was, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's more it's more uh, attuned to your voice specifically, how it sounds next to this person versus that person. Yeah, because it matters. It matters so much, and like some singers, once you're trained well enough, you're able to you mix manipulate and yeah. that and able to blend with more people more easily. Mm-hmm. But it's something you have to have an ear for, and you have to be able to just do it. Do it. Yeah, and it's so it, people are like, what, "What do you mean, do it?" it it's literally you just do, do it. Do it, and, and because you, it's so the the changes you need to make in your own voice and throat and tongue, a soft palate. Yeah. So minuscule that you can't explain it, and there's no here. Let me show you. Yeah, <laughs> your mouth. you just have to. Yeah, you have to feel it. You have to feel it, and you have to know. That, okay, that's what it is. And like, voice teachers, voice coaches, they can help you tell you what sensation you're supposed to have, help you with placement. But everybody's it's instrument different. is different, so while you can have coaching to help you get to that point, it's still that thing of you have to play and figure it out for yeah. yourself. I I can't tell you how important it is to practice by yourself if you're a vocal major. Yeah. Because it's only there where you you have to literally you're gonna break your voice and build yep. it back up. Yep. And that's when you figure out, oh, this is where I need to be. Because this you can start to feel the the resonance in your own head. Yeah. And you can start to feel the resonance in your chest or when you when you're doing a chest voice versus you can feel it here when you're doing it here. When everything buzzes, yeah. Yeah, you can feel. Yeah, it's it is the craziest thing. It's something, and it's something you have to tune yourself into. Because we do it all the time without realizing it. Yeah. And and that's the because th- you do it you do something so over and over again it becomes numb, and or well you you're numb to it right. Yeah, it's just automatic. It's just automatic, and you don't think about it. But I know because I can feel it, and I know what it feels like. I know I'm, I'm buzzing way up here because I'm speaking way up here, and I didn't know that until somebody pointed it out to me. Yeah. And you'll never know that until you figure it out. Oh. Now That's I can feel is. it down here. And oh, now I can feel it up here. <clears throat> it's Yeah. <laughs> the voice is so crazy. And it translates into acting too because yeah. like my voice sounds like my voice sounds. Yes. It's high, it's kind of pingy. Um and in my acting classes, 
I would get put in roles or my professors would be like, try playing with your lower register. And I'd be like, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. So then I would try to use those techniques I learned in voice class. Your lower register? Oh, no, this is not. Oh. Like, I, I don't know. It's like kind of lower a little bit. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, a little lower. But it also um, is slower than how I normally talk. Yeah. Yeah, so when I would play with my lower, because also I didn't want to hurt my voice by just pushing it down. Yeah, and that is a, a worry. Yeah, so I had to get creative with this is how I sing, how can I translate it into how I talk mm. for these professors who know how I speak but want something different. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it is true. Like when, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to speak down low here. I kind of have to force myself. Yeah, it's like a little bit. You just kind of yeah. Yeah, there's a weird cadence. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, whenever I talk like, low, it's slow. It's kind of I almost sound like Obama. <laughs> like the way his, his cadence. Yeah, he has his, that slow his, cadence. He has that slow cadence where it's like, and then I will uh, receive. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing I always found kind of funny with Obama. Is was his was his cadence? Yeah. Yeah, because it was always it was always. And we're gonna do this, and uh, we're gonna do this. And <laughs> it's kind yeah. of funny to listen to sometimes. Um, anyway, yeah. back up here. Okay, okay. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and it's, talking hires, I don't know, for me, it's so much easier. It is. It really is. I think it's because you just throw everything up into your mask, and it takes a lot of pressure off the vocal cords. Yeah. And I'm naturally a, a high. I'm like a tenor one. Okay. Um. Uh. Cause I can. I can't hit a C below middle C. Okay. Which is a very a limited range for a guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I. But I can hit everything up. But my false. My false doesn't start until like halfway up the treble clef. Okay. Or even more. Um. So. So I, I have a I have a wide range upwards. Not so much lower. Lower. Unless I start like doing like. The, the Mongolian deep uh, like throat so so with the yeah. two tones. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that there was one day in my life I was super sick, and I went to sing a note, and then the other note came out too, and I had two, and I was like, "This will never happen again." So I'm just gonna sustain this. I was like, "I'm just gonna enjoy this." <laughs> There's one. There was one dude in in our uh, in our college band, college band, college. W- Corral, we'll call it, because that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it its name. Yeah. And um, whenever he was given a pitch, he would automatically sing the octave below. So he had this insane lower end. And and we were like, no, no, it's an octave up. And he, he couldn't do it. But he would, so he was the bass. The bass. You are the bass. <laughs> yeah, because he would, um, uh, we had a fun name to call him. But, um, uh, <laughs> It was all the way down here, and and uh, it was incredible to listen because it was so vibrant and so resonant. It was like yeah. he's a cello. <laughs> he is a cello. He's a living cello, <laughs> a living bass, a uh, living double bass, and it was it was so incredible. So I'm curious, uh, how did you getting back to your life? <laughs> oh, back to okay. Um, how did you go from when 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 did you decide to do what is the rail stage company? So the Strasbourg Railroad is, let me get the 
line right. The oldest continuous short line railroad in the United States. Mm. Um, and last year, they decided to bring entertainment to the railroad. Um, so they did uh, a stunt show, which I was in. That's what I got my start in. They posted auditions for a stunt show, and I said, great, cool, doing that. So I auditioned for that. And Were you a stunt woman? I have a lot of experience with stage combat. That's something I did a lot in college. So I was like, great, cool. I'll do that. So I did I'll it. fall around safely. I'll fall safely. I jump from 10 feet in the air. What? Yeah. It, it's it's always incredible when I, I like watch like stuntmen. Um, here's a good YouTube channel to cor. It's called Corridor Corridor Crew, and uh yeah Corridor Crew. And what they do is that they're a bunch of CGI artists, but uh, so do like CGI react. A CGI artist react to blank uh whatever whatever movie. Okay. Or and the, so they then they started doing stuntmen react to different stunts. Oh, that's cool. And like they figure, they get, uh, you know, Black Panther. Yes. They get the guy who does the stunts for Black Panther, uh, Gee, Gee something. Um, I can't remember his name, but uh, they'll have like different stunt, like different like Marvel or Disney, uh, stunt men and stunt woman come in and react to their own stunts and like explain how they how did to it. Do it. And yeah, so well, they and then they like teach you. Okay, you have to tuck your chin mm-hmm. in order to fall, or else you're gonna whiplash and bang your head. And like I'm like. Okay, so whatever I fall accidentally, not on purpose, I know what to do. Tuck your chin. Tuck your chin, chin, protect your chin. Yeah. But go ahead. How did you fall from 10 feet? So, well, I jumped. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have a scaffolding platform that's built. Is this while the train is in motion? No. So we ride the train out to the end of the line, and then we do a fight. And then we get back on the train, we ride the train back to the station, and then we get off, we do another fight, and then we do the fall. Is is there, like, a whole storyline in the meanwhile? Or there is, it, yes. Okay. There is a story. <laughs> like, ah! Uh, wait. Ah! Uh, <laughs> get back on the train. Hi, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> nice to see you. So it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah, there's a story to it. It's a, it's a train robbery show. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, we get back to the station. We have a crash pad, which is a big, the big mats yeah, the you big fall maps. on, um, which gets very hot in the oh, I'm sure. the July sun. Um, and then, like you said, well, I do a forward fall as opposed to falling backwards. Okay. So what does that entail? So I have to like kick my legs out from under me, and I have to get distance, and then I flatten my body out, <laughs> and then I tuck my chin, and I land on the mat. On your front or your back? No, on my back. Oh, okay. So you're going like, wow. Yeah. So I kick in. So I'm facing the direction that I'm going to jump in where the crash pad is. Gotcha. And then I kick my leg so that eventually with my legs out in front of me, my body goes flat. Yeah. And that's another thing I learned. You got to gotta keep your body flat. Yes. Because or else you're going to, it's. It's, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt the area that you do hit. Yes. With uh, your, And I knew this before I saw I saw their show. Uh, just from being stupid. Uh, <laughs> okay. But, uh, we'll just keep it at that for now. But um, well, if you lay flat, you're spreading out the spreading out the area of impact. Yes. Which is gonna lessen the damage. Yeah. Right. So in and, and adverse to like landing on your feet, you're taking all that impact in your legs. And then the shock. And goes then the up. shock goes up your body, and you can break bones, 
so quickly like that. Yeah. And you can, your feet can like fall off if, if you do it if you do it hard <laughs> enough. You know what I mean? Well, I'm like genuinely. But yeah. Like, you can like snap your foot off. Because I've seen it happen. Uh, and and no, and it's gross. And that's why you gotta lay on, your, on back. your back. <laughs> so you gotta land on your back. And, flat. and I, I've heard the best way to do it is to lay back and then uh, kind of like stiff in your stiff in your back. I I would show it, but I'm not gonna get on the ground. <laughs> no, yeah, you wanna you want your back to be flat. You want your back to be in line with like where your butt and shoulders mm-hmm. are. And then you want to tuck your chin so you're not smacking your brain. Um, and you put your arms you put at your, your sides. Yeah, at your side, yeah. Because if you land with your arms, the, that was hard you, for yeah. me. Because the instinct is to just, is to my catch arms yourself. go. Yeah, yeah to catch but yourself. that can really mess up your arms. It can. So, and, that, and then you want your legs to be straight. My biggest thing is when I fall, I have to remember to keep my legs on the same plane as my body. Because I usually land with my legs up. Oh, huh? that's not what you want to do. So I have to no. consciously be like flat body, bring your legs down. And like some people um, have a hard time fully laying. So like you land sitting mm-hmm. when you fall forward and then your okay. spine your just goes. Butt. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's, uh, but, uh, and it all depends on which way you're falling. Because if you're, le- if you're falling on your side, there's a different tactic, right? Yeah. You want to have touch first and then, and then and lay then, down. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, touching with your foot first and then laying down, um, in the, a safe way. In a Not, safe, yes. In, in, <laughs> you don't go like way. that. You just touch and then like lay. Touch down. and lay, yeah. Yeah, touch and lay. It's so it's so fun to be able to fall down and because I I'm slowly starting to pick up these things and what I'll do is just because I'm a I'm a dork and I love messing with people. I'll just trip myself and like ah and, and fall. fall safely. <laughs> I like to. When I give people a hard time, like if somebody will just like push me soft, like gently, like as a and joke, just I'll just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly. I did it on Chucky's Rock, on oh, the, like the edge, no. because oh, and everyone's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm a jerk. Yeah, I'm a jerk, and you know what I got for it? I got a bloody knee. But you know, it was so worth it because because <laughs> you're not supposed to, but you can go out on the rocks. Right. Um, right. Yeah, and. I'm not Don't saying I ever did. Don't do that. Don't do that. No one in this room has ever. No, but if it were the case. <laughs> if I were to have gone if out. If I were rocks. to have gone out. And uh, there's, it's a little, it's like a little jagged. So like, there's a rock here and there's like rock underneath. So you can like, and there's like good amount of space before the cliff. Yes. Um, uh, so if one were to pretend to fall off, you could just, and then it looks like you're gone. No. <laughs> so that's exactly what I did. That's may terrible. Have done, may have done. May have may done. Have Hypothetically. Done. Hypothetically, not uh, long ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, ah! And they're like, glory! And they're like, I'm fine. They're like, you... Uh, but I gave it a few seconds because, you know, you want you them to panic. freak out, yeah. You know, uh, hypothetically, you want them to freak out a little bit. Yeah, hypothetically. hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was one of the funniest pranks I have ever pulled off. But like, people were, like, beating the crap out of me. <laughs> we thought you were dead. <laughs> hypothetically. Hypothetically. I did something like that, yeah. Well, something by like that, I mean very mean to the cast at the railroad yesterday. Um, we had an injury in the cast, mm. so we took him to urgent care, and then it wasn't anything major. It was something he just needs rest to heal. Right. 
but I texted our group chat and I was like, so Griffin broke his sternum and the entire chat was like, what? What's going on? Oh my gosh, how did you do the show today? Are you? And I was like, yeah, there's a hole in his sternum. And they were like, what? And then our company manager was like, it's gushing blood. Or no, it's <laughs> bursting with blood. And they were like, the internal bleed. How did that happen? Oh my gosh. And then we were both like, nah, he's fine. He just it's needs fine. to rest. <laughs> and everybody was so mad at us. You know, it, it's it's always really funny, like, because oftentimes, like, it's simple injuries that, uh, mm-hmm. but you can make them sound god-awful. So bad. And, uh, for example, um, something I did do, not hypothetically did, but something I truly did you do. You did actually do. I did actually do, uh, was I, I sprained my ankle. And um, p- people sprain their ankles all the time, yeah. right? But what I did to do that, I should have, my foot should be in pieces. Um, what I did is I went ice skating, of all things, okay. and I'm I'm a pretty good ice skater. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm I can't do tw- well I can't do twirls, but I I can't jump and like do I'm not a fancy skater. I can ice skate. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah. People say they can roller skate, and then there's people who can roller, roller skate. Yeah. I'm one of those people who can roller skate. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but for ice skating, I can actually can roller skate. Okay. Um, I ice skating. Do otherwise. Well, it's a, it's a bunch of fun. It's something I grew up in and doing uh, camp at, at a skate rink. Okay. You do so. you do skating. There you go. Um, but uh, so I was trying to be fancy at this unfancy skate rink, and um, at an unfancy skate rink, they don't they don't make sure the ice is nice and smooth. Oh no! And no zamboni. Uh, well, they had a zamboni, but it was every every like few hours or so. So it was a long time until the Zamboni got around to make the ice real nice and nice and shiny oh, and smooth. No. Uh, but it, it, if you know anything about ice skating, it needs to be smooth or else you're gonna have problems. Yeah. And um, what happened was, is I went to go for a sharp stop, and with both feet, and I've done this many times, but uh, this time because the the ice was not smooth, my ankle instead of going like this. Went like, and oh. my entire body went the other way. Oh, yeah. No, gross. No. I know. My, I sh- uh, I've seen people do that, and they have a bone popping out. Uh, yeah, right. So I in and uh, I heard a crack, and and I went down. And I'm like, this is it. This, this is the end. <laughs> this is the moment <laughs> I have finally broken a bone. I haven't yet. Uh, and but it felt really nice. Because it was like it was like a it was like a pop like like a cracking like of a clean. like a, like a cracking of the knuckles kind of kind of pop so it was like that felt nice but I am messed up and I know it so I just sat there and, pe- and people were like Corey you okay I'm like yeah I'm just preparing for the pain when I get up because <laughs> mm. you you know when so- when something is broken you don't feel the pain until you sit on it yeah, or you touch it put weight on it and I'm like. I'm mentally preparing myself for the excruciating pain, and I just don't even want to look at my foot. I don't know. I I can still feel it, so that's a good thing. But I don't know if it's attached to me or not. Oh, <laughs> like, so oh yeah, just hang. It. Oh, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared to look at my foot because I'm also the same way. I'll get grossed out. So I, uh, if I know if 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 my foot's like like if there's like a like a puncture out of my skin. I and, and I'm on ice, so it's like slowly getting numbed. So I'm like, I'm also like, 
okay, I'm getting numbed. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, we're I'm gonna just lay here for a little bit. This is actually kind of nice. I'm I'm sweaty. I'm on the ice now. This is actually I'm gonna stay here for a little I'm bit. I'm just gonna stay. <laughs> this is where I live now. This is where I live. Well, and I I stand up and I'm like, oh, I can actually stand on it and it doesn't hurt. Oh. So I'm like, hmm. But it it hurt a little bit. Yeah. It was sore. It just ended up I ended up spraining my ankle. Okay. From all that, but you know, going it could be way worse. Yeah. Thank God I'm not way worse. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and but people are like, "Oh, what'd you do?" I was like, "I attacked a bear." Fought <laughs> <laughs> a bear. Fought a bear. One. Fought a bear. One. Yes. Got all he got. All he did was just tap my ankle. That's all. <laughs> that bear could, didn't know how to fight. Didn't know how to fight me. All he went for my legs. Should have gone for the head. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid bear. Stupid bear. Um. <laughs> I have a bear story, but I, I can wait for a different time. You have a bear story? I have a bear story. Um, no, no, no. What kind of bear story? <laughs> I slapped a bear. What do you want? You slapped it, like, in the wild? Well, yeah. It was trying to get in my tent. What do you want me to do? Okay, okay. You didn't specify oh, the yeah, well, scenario. So it, it, well, I was, I was, it, I, uh, one of my tent mates had brought food in the tent. That's a no-no. You don't do yeah, that. Yeah, you don't do that. Uh, so a bear, uh, I, I'm a light sleeper. And um, but uh, a bear came around, and I was like, "Oh shoot, that's a bear!" But it was a black bear, so I knew I could get away with slapping it in the face. Um, because if you don't know, black uh, black bears, all you have to do is make yourself really big and go rawr, and they'll run away because they're really skittish. Okay. Um, but grizzly bears, you have to act dead. Okay. Uh, because if you if you challenge it, it will challenge back. The and if but if you act dead, they don't eat dead things. Oh. So if if you act dead, they'll just like rummage around, look at you, and sniff, and then r- go away. Okay. If you're a polar bear, you're dead. Because <laughs> no, polar, polar bears will hunt humans, actually. Oh. Like like naturally. They, they actually hunt humans. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't, and that's terrifying. That is terrifying. So if you're ever feeling you're, like you're being watched down here in, in you know, not the Arctic, <laughs> it's definitely a polar, polar bear. bear. <laughs> yeah, that's if you're being hunted by a polar bear. He's like, I've seen you, and I'm. He's like, if you ever go to Canada and you come back here and you see flashes of white, it's that polar bear tracking. That followed you. me, tracked me all the way from Canada, <laughs> got but, across the border. Yeah, well, it stuck its nose in and it, was, and it. it ran away. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, so long, long, long bear story short. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, well, uh, what else was I going to do? You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't want the bear rummaging around in, in a tent and, like, ruining my tent. No, that's fair. And like, <laughs> the sad part is everyone slept through it because no, no, no one saw it. No one saw so, it's like, so, it's like, so it's like, oh, yeah, you did you did you, that? Uh-huh, mm-hmm. sure. When we were like, all asleep. I know, what I, I know what I did. Yeah. You guys are just, well, because I'm a very, like, people who know me know I'm a light, light sleeper. sleeper. Like anybody who's ever roomed with me knows, if you just open the door, what's up? I'm I'm up. You're there. Because and I bears make noise, they make grunting noises, and amongst the snoring, I could detect something was different. <laughs> I could detect something was. Well, I knew different. So, something was afoot, and it was four feet. I could. <laughs> four feet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I mean, they make their grunting noises, and it was louder than the snoring around me so I, I woke up because and to be quite honest i was probably not even asleep because you know you, snoring is loud 
Yeah. And I, I am a light sleeper. But uh, anyway, fair story short, fair I, story. I punched a bear. <laughs> punched, slapped a bear, whatever. <laughs> punched, slapped a bear. Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, it was a fun, fun story. Scary story. Fun story. But also, you punch robbers? Do you... Uh, I, I am robbers. Oh, you are robbers. <laughs> yes, you... I am robbers. We play cops and robbers, and I'm the robber. I am the robber. Yeah, in our show, all the bad guys are ladies. Okay. Um, I'm going to close the door. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'll keep talking. I'll keep yeah. the people preoccupied. Hello, people. Um, yeah, so all of our bad guys are ladies. And then there's... Why? 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 Girl power... Yeah, but also, doesn't that, like, give, like, a bad impression on ladies, though? It's like, the, all of them are stealing. Maybe that, they're all gold, they're literally gold, gold diggers. <laughs> well, well, we do have, our vigilante at the end is also a woman. Okay. So, so we've got so a good guy ladies. we got a good guy ladies. Okay. we got a bad guy ladies and a good guy ladies. Um, and then there's two so U.S. <laughs> all gold diggers. All gold diggers. Has that joke ever been made before? No. Well, yeah, because you gotta do it. there's a twist in our show that oh. I won't reveal. Okay. But there, yeah, there's. You gotta make that joke though. Oh yeah, we're all gold. We're all gold diggers. We're all gold. <laughs> we we have a prospector at the railroad who you know just pans for gold, <laughs> like a character, not like just some guy, okay. <laughs> just not some guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's two guys who play U.S. Marshals mm. who are transporting the diamond. Mm. to Chicago. Mm. And then we take over the train, we take the marshals hostage, and then we we get the diamond. Oh. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we don't. Or maybe we don't. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, we get the diamond. Or I jump off a platform and get blown up. Those are your two choices. <laughs> your two options. <laughs> Those are the things that happen. And you have to go there to find, find out, out. Which, which one it is. Mm-hmm. That's, so, that's so crazy that, uh, I mean... I feel like every railroad show should do, like, if you're on a train, why not? Why not do a heist? Do a train robbery? Right. If I'm on a train, I want to be robbed, fake robbed. I want to be, <laughs> <laughs> be hypothetically robbed. robbed. <laughs> I don't want to be real robbed. But, yeah. It, have you ever been to Frontier Town? Because you're from I, Salisbury? Yes, I have. Yes. Of course I have. My grandfather lives um, in Ocean Pines. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, growing up, I went to Frontier Town all the time. And that carriage robbery... Is awesome. It's all I want to do when I go to Frontier Town. Frontier Town, if you don't know it, it's literally the Old West uh, amusement park. It's so fun. It's so fun. They have a water park there, too. Yes. And it was the highlight of all my school trips. You know what? A funny thing? I don't remember any of it. Really? That's fair. The only thing I remember is, like, the big furnace tower. That, I have memories of the, they would do that Wild West shootout show. I do remember on the okay. main street. Yes, yeah. Now you yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, they would do the sh- the the the. I guess it's a duel. Their mm-hmm. their shootout show, and then I remember the um the can can show in the the cafe. Okay, yeah, I remember. I dancers. Did did they do gold panning there? Yes, I'm sure they, they did. do. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because I remember doing that. That must have been where I'd done it. Yeah. Um. They have that little thing, yeah, and you pan for the yeah, gold. you pan for the gold. I gotta go there again. I want to go to front. I told everybody at the railroad about Frontier Town too, and now they all want to go. I was like, we need to be more like Frontier Town. Well, because yeah, I mean, that's what that's what it is. It's the old Wild West scenario, yeah. isn't it? It's phenomenal. It is. It's, it's so fun. 
it's uh worth going and checking out even even as an adult, I realize I'm gonna I gotta go to all of these places I went as a kid because I never really fully appreciated appreciated it. it yeah, and I don't remember them either. Yeah, I just remember having like a good time and yeah. I had like vague flashes of like, oh, this happened there, but not the whole. Have you ever been to a uh, a restaurant where it's like themed where house versus house? Medieval times. No, well, kind of. But it's like a Romeo and Juliet kind of situation where oh. where the wait waiters there's like different sides of of the of the place and on this side it's like the Capulets and on the other side is the the Romeos I forget their Montagues Montagues <laughs> and um the waitresses waiters from either side will come to the other side and like m- mess up your food or like play with you and so like some of them might spill water on you on on accident like and people. No, this is gonna happen. Go in, yeah. they, they go in expecting this, um, but some of them will just like insult you to your face. That's so fun. And yeah, and then there's like this whole battle like kind of going on. Uh, it's not really stage theater, but it's like it's just like you know the waitress little... will come over here and like insult you, put pour salt on your stuff, or <laughs> whatever. Just throw salt on your food. Yeah, and it's a fun experience. Um, it's something I, I checked out in, uh, Pigeon Forge, okay. Tennessee. What, have you ever been to Pigeon Forge? I have not. I recommend, it's Ocean City on steroids. Okay. So it's where, like, Dollywood is at. Okay. Um, yeah, right, right, right. It's, so it's like this, it's like Ocean City, but you have, like, there's a, there's a, like, a half full-scale replica of the Titanic. There is a full-scale replica wax museum of the, the, uh, not full-scale, like it, but it's gigantic of Mount Rushmore, of oh, a wax wow. museum, and they, and on that building they have Donkey Kong hitting on an airplane, <laughs> <laughs> and, and there there's a full upside down mansion as well. Like, uh, and, and when I say when I say mansion, imagine uh, two of these campus buildings smushed together. That's how big it is. Oh wow! Yeah, that's how that's how big it is. It's all upside down. It's called Wonderworks, and it's an awesome museum. There's a uh, have you ever been to Rainforest Cafe? Yes. There's that, but for Jurassic Park. No. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah, there and, and there's indoor skydiving. There's there's like three track level go kart, like three level of go karts on top of each other. Uh, yeah. So I, I gotta go to Tennessee. So you gotta go to Tennessee, and and also there are boot stores where it's buy one get two free. Wait. Like singular like, boots or pairs? Boot pairs of pairs. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> that'd, be, just, that'd be a weird marketing play. My, yeah, I was like, is it like like a bit? No, no, no. no it's, but then uh, I realized it's pairs. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pairs. So you get really good cowboy boots you get like for, for 300 bucks, and then you get two, two other pairs. two free pairs. So it's basically a uh, $100 pair $100 of boots. pair of well, I mean, but they're they're really high quality boots, so it will be like a legitimate three hundred dollar pair of boots. But you just get two extra. That's awesome. I know it sucks for me though because I'm size fifteen, and you know that's hard to come by. It's hard to yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, no Pigeon Forge, and and that's only half of the stuff. There's a, there's a building on its side, like a skyscraper, like on its side. Uh, it, it and it's. Not a skyscraper, but like one of those tw- like the Empire State Building, for example, on its side. Okay. Um, and it's it's so uh, if you if you're gonna have a good time, go to Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Tennessee. Forge, Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. It's like the vacation town without the beach. 
you know, honestly, I don't need the beach. Yeah, who really does? And but besides Gaster, when I went was two eighty five, and that was well, granted that was last November, but but still, but still, that was when that was when up here it was like three sixteen. Exactly, like that's that. still less than it is here. Or three, no, it was three sixty one up here, and it was two eighty five down, down there. there, and that was the cheapest I've ever bought gas ever. Yeah, that's like a fake amount of money for gas. That's, a- <laughs> that's not a real amount of money. People would ask for gasoline. Well, I mean. Uh, I, it was funny because on that I took a road trip and that's we didn't know Pigeon Forge was there. We're just like, oh, it's a Titanic museum, cool. Let's and then we it. and then we got there at at late night and we're like, this is like the Las Vegas trip, man, <laughs> something like that. We gotta stay. We and we we literally we like, we gotta at least go into the upside down building. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like a requirement. Um, yes, a requirement. But uh, but but yeah. So uh, what was I saying? But yeah, so on the road trip, the highest I had ever seen gas was in Chicago, and that was four thirty nine at that point in Chicago. Granted, now it's like five bucks, yeah. or it got to that point around here. But at that point, I was like, "Yo, that's insane, that's man! I would never buy gas. that. I would never buy. That. I would never spend that much money on a gallon of gas." And here we well, are. Here we are. And it's four seventy something now. I know. I last year, almost a year ago now bought a new a new car and I got an, an SUV. Now it has mm. EcoBoost, so mm. it's more fuel efficient, but now I'm just like I should have gotten a gasoline. <laughs> yeah. Gas is so expensive. Gas is and you know what's you know what's fun though? If you're if your model is newer than 2001 and you have like flex fuel capacity uh, there's a sheets, and this is for all people who have flex fuel uh, vehicles. There's a sheet in your in around Lancaster. There's a sheets in Lidditz. Uh, you know where like night and day diner is. Yes. Yeah. So if you keep going down that road, just beyond that is uh, sheets, and they have 88 octane fuel, which is which was at least a few weeks ago. It was a dollar, whole dollar. It was like three ninety nine. Oh. Yeah, and. And that was a godsend for me. Yeah. For this entire time. So if you okay. if you have flex fuel capabilities, definitely go go and, go, go there and get that gas because oh my goodness, is that a lifesaver? The one by Penn Cinema? Uh yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I think so. Um but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that's a godsend for me. Yeah. And thank my I work right next to there, so So you can just go. So I up. knew. I knew. You knew it was there. I knew it was there and I was like I gotta tell everybody and my and their mother. <laughs> everybody, go to this sheets in Linux. Well, if if because if you don't, it's gonna mess up your uh, engine. But uh, or <laughs> it's it's not gonna be good for your car. I'm not a I'm not a mechanic. Fair. But I'm Me saying. <laughs> but those are the two requirements that it has to be newer than two thousand one, and it has to be uh, flex fuel capacity. Flex fuel. Yeah. Okay. This is not legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. But that's, that's, that's what the gas station told me. So Okay. So if you're struggling, dollar cheaper. Dive, dive, yeah. Yeah. Because what I used to do was uh, Maryland is had, had gotten rid of their gas tax for a while. So it was like a good 50 cents or so cheaper down there. So I, would, I, I did the math. And it was cheaper for me to, to go drive, drive to down Maryland. to Maryland and, and get gas there and then drive back up than it was for me to get gas at my local corner shop. Oh, my goodness. 
And so that's, that's, that's what I did for a little while. Well, I mean, I mean, people, I'm, I was struggling. I'm, I'm still yeah. struggling. Yeah. But, um, it, and I was willing to do, and I had no, yeah. living in Delaware, Maryland, I, I had known it was, it was cheaper down. It was like at least a good 20 cents so cheaper down there than it is up here. Yeah. Uh, at least it had been until everything started nationalizing and yeah. becoming the same price, same everywhere, price everywhere I went. And that was upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Because at some points I would just go over to like Coatesville and it would be cheaper there than it would it be here. than it was here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was fun when I, whenever I worked at Coatesville, but now it's there's no point. There's no point there's in no driving point. to Coatesville. Uh, besides work. And, besides work. And the awesome theaters they have there, like Revival Productions. There you go. There of. you go. Um, shout out to Heather Greenberg. Uh, so we are have hit an hour, so we're going to get off the radio we have um you didn't send me any songs of yours did you no i did not okay <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll play some my songs yeah um i wrote this song two years ago during the pandemic uh and it, it was a, just a reminder of when everything goes away it's, it's god that remains and okay. with that said this is you remain i hope you guys enjoy Can no longer speak You are there Right beside me When all hope is lost And I can't bear the cost You are there Paying it for me And when things turn to dust And there's nothing to trust You are there Honest to me it's clear who you're meant to be You are my strength You are my faith When all things fade
and that was my song you remain and for whatever reason if you can't find that on facebook when we do our live version because copyright people are stupid ah uh, yes they are. i own the copyright to that and they still um uh, they still strike me and mute it um yeah i know so and this has been happening for multiple guests where uh you know, the person sitting right across from me has the copyright, copyright to their music, and it just gets muted because someone owns the copyright. It's like, well, it's me. Yeah, like I own it. I'm. This is okay. I it's say mine. It's okay. <laughs> this belongs to me. This belongs to me. And but there's no recourse to fighting it, so it's just you have to accept it and move on. And so yeah, so all my Facebook stuff is like, uh, a portion of the podcast is muted, muted because it's copyrighted music. Yeah, right. And it's like, well, that's dumb. But so yeah, if you want to, if you want to listen to the song, you can check us out on Spotify instead, where they, they don't mute the music. Where they don't mute copyright. And, and um, so you can follow us there. Just search up the story Corey Rosen. That's C O R Y R O S E N. You can find us there. And if you want to see all the upcoming guests, be sure to check us out on Facebook.com forward slash the story Corey Rosen. Or our Instagram, the underscore story underscore podcast. And if you really want to support us, please uh, check into some merchandise that we have with the stickers and hoodies with the logo on the front and the first 50 guests on the back. We're going to get you guys back to the radio, but we're going to continue on Facebook Live. And I will see you in a few hours, actually. We have a uh, we have another guest, Kieran K. Benson, that's coming on. He's an awesome drummer dude, so stay tuned for that. But we're going to continue on on Facebook Live. See you guys. <laughs>